from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louie B. Yes, it is Thai Cats Today for a Tuesday, October the 5th, 2021. Happy Tuesday. Hope you're having a great start to your week. I'll let you know off the top the Thai Cats did not practice today and they will not practice tomorrow. So the Thai Cats will return to practice on Thursday. Ahead of their game Monday when they host the Toronto Argonauts. And when you think about it, considering that the Argos play on Wednesday, even getting that extra day off uh, is going to be huge when the Ticats host the Argos on Monday. A busy week in the CFL. We mentioned this yesterday. Uh, Two teams playing twice. And it all wraps up with an all-East division Thanksgiving doubleheader. And that wraps up with the Ticats hosting the Argonauts 4 p.m. on Thanksgiving Monday. Hopefully you can join us. You can go to Ticats.ca for tickets. Or maybe you were listening to the post game with Andy Fantuz and I. And you knew we were giving away a pair of tickets. And I'd like to congratulate Wally Walker of Hamilton. Uh, congratulations, Wally. He is our winner this week. He knew the keyword was 64 Melrose. He got that keyword. He emailed us and was randomly selected. So congratulations, Wally. A pair of tickets for you uh, to see the Ticats. pair of gold seats to see the Ticats take on the Argos on Monday. And uh, I've been lucky enough to meet Wally at uh, some... Uh, events, some Ticats events. I believe uh, first time I met him was at the Grey Cup and then uh, met him at BMO Field as well. So uh, very deserving Ticats fan and congratulations to Wally. And uh, that's a nice little segue because I noticed Wally uh, met another great Ticats fan over the weekend. Noticed this on Twitter uh, that he had met Andrew Nielsen. And I wanted to give a shout out to Andrew because he rappelled down a building this weekend in support of Easter Seals, uh, made more even more impressive by the fact uh, that Andrew has cerebral palsy and is in a wheelchair, and he still uh, managed to rappel down a building, and he proudly wore his uh, Ticats flag while doing it, and he made it back to see the Ticats uh, on Saturday. So absolutely incredible! Congratulations, Andrew. Uh, he's raised almost thirty or more than thirty-seven thousand dollars in support of Easter Seals. Uh, go check him out on Twitter at Andrew O Nielsen. Want to make sure I uh, gave him a shout out uh, because he's he's on uh, his way to uh, raise more than forty thousand dollars. So congratulations again to Andrew. Congratulations to Wally, uh, who's won a pair of tickets to go see the Ticats on Monday. Uh, but right now, let's uh, change gears. Let's uh, talk about Saturday's game. And with it, we have some Tuesday morning salutations as we're joined by Coach Sal, John Salavantis, Ticats Audio Network Analyst. And uh, Coach Sal, uh, the floor is yours. Uh, your thoughts on uh, the Ticats game on Saturday night. You know, it, it's a difficult loss, obviously. There, there's no question about that. But I really think that the uh, offense wasted a great defensive effort. And I say that in, in all sincerity that, you know, the, the offense did not play up to standard. Now, with the new guys in, the expectations were very high. Those of us that have been around the game realize it takes time to develop uh, your rhythm again once you get in the ballgame. And I, th- I think that Mazzoli handled himself extremely well in that game, didn't turn the ball over. Uh, I think he was uh, like, 22 of 33, throwing the ball 230-some yards. But 
they sacked him four times. And the stats will show you that on that series, if you are sacked as an offense, you won't score. And, and that proved to be true in that ball game. Next to that, the first half, all of the time of possession was in Hamilton's favor. Hamilton was controlling the ball game. When they got to the third quarter, they went into a funk. And nothing happened in the, in the third quarter that was good for the offense side. So that's why I say, you know, if, if you go back over all the stats, uh, that I think the defense played very well and the offense didn't play up to standard. At one point it was 17-3. Hamilton recovers, uh, uh, you know, it makes a big play on a, on a sack. They ruled uh, Vernon Adams down by contact. They thought there was a fumble. But that was an opportunity. That seemed like a turning point at the game because it, it really felt like Hamilton had the opportunity to put them away. But, but they couldn't. Why not? Well, again, you know, offensively, you've got to have a running back. There were seven runs in that game to the running back. Yes, the running back scored actually fumbled the ball in his hands and, and recovered it in the end zone. But you can't play unless you can balance up your offense. If you look at Montreal, in defensively, again, they job on standback. They held him down again in this ballgame. But they had to concentrate those four guys up front on that run game. That takes away some of the uh, ability – to rush the uh, the passer because you're playing it into a two-gap type game where you've got to control the man in front of you in order to keep the run game down. So when you look at it in in, in its whole, I think the Cats are missing a couple of, of uh, things on offense. One, they're missing a running back. They can hammer the ball up inside. And two, they need a couple of road graders up front that can move those people around and uh, they've got to be better in that offensive line. Well, that being said, Coulter Woodman's he was, uh, you know, you know, ratio wise, it made sense for him to to start in this one. It meant Yarbrough, who had started the previous few games at right guard, uh, was on the practice roster. And then Kay Okafor gets hurt, and then Jesse Gibbon comes in. How much of the Kay Okafor injury do you attribute to, you know, the struggles of of buying Masoli more time or getting that running game going? Well, absolutely. When when you take out a, a left tackle who's supposed to be protecting the blind side and you have to shift your offensive line around to get somebody over there via injury and that person is not played in that position in any game at any time in this year, you got some problems. And, and of course, you have to adjust your offense accordingly. Uh, you can't go back to your seven-step drop knowing that you're not going to get protected. So, you know, it, it played a big part in it. You mentioned the defense. What did you like about the defensive performance? You mentioned the, the front four doing a great job of um, uh, controlling or, or limiting what Stanback could do. Was there something else that stood out to you about the defensive performance of the Ticats? Yeah. I, you know, when you get two interceptions in a ball game and you get three sacks in a ball ballgame, uh, your defense is playing well. I, I thought there were some great catches. Uh, Eugene uh, Lewis's catch on the goal line was a very contested catch. I, I think it was third down that, that he made that winning uh, or tying catch in the end zone. But there were cats all around him. I thought the defensive secondary hung tight with some very good receivers. Now, 
Montreal is an offense that they put up uh, 420 some yards of offense. 317 of it was passing. But at the same time, there were very, very few uncontested passes. There was one time I remember where, where there was a break in the uh, secondary and there was a free man down the scene. But other than that, there was always someone hanging on that receiver, making it very difficult for him to catch the ball. Okay, so where do the Ticats go from here? They're four and four. You know, they're sitting second in the East, but it is a big week in the East Division in that uh, uh, Ottawa and Toronto both play twice here in Week 10. Uh, it's kind of an all-East Division matchup on Thanksgiving Monday. I was talking about this with Matthew Shinetti. It feels like one of the most important weeks of the season for the Ticats and the rest of the East Division. Well, I think it's very important for the Cats not to uh, lose to Toronto. I think they've got to get an, uh, an upper hand on Toronto. I think we play them one more time later in the year. But uh, right now, it's even one-to-one. -one. Uh, and Montreal's one-to-one -one with the Cats. So if you're going to win the East, you've got to be able to defeat the uh, Toronto team in this ball game, And then, you know, you, you're at least one up uh, going into the final part of the season. The Red Blacks, notwithstanding, are improving, but I don't know that they can get into the uh, picture of first in the East. Uh, what would you be looking for at practice this week? We know the Ticats don't return until Thursday, uh, so they'll practice Thursday, Friday, Saturday, walk through on Sunday, and then the game on Monday. So obviously, you know, I was surprised to see them not back. I thought they might do a day zero on Wednesday, but they want to get their bodies right. But what are you looking for when they return to practice on Thursday? Well, I think the right to give them the rest. I mean, the, the players needed uh, and do need that rest. Uh, I think there's a big question mark now on uh, Frankie Williams, uh, what his status will be. Uh, what's the status of Okafor? Is, is he going to be okay? And have they been able to get somebody in the lineup or bring somebody to the lineup that can provide that running game? You're not going to always be able to run those jet sweeps, et cetera, uh, out of the backfield with Addison or Banks. They'll be successful. They'll get 15, 16 years and one or two plays in the game. But that doesn't keep the defensive line in check. You've got to have somebody who can run the ball hard inside to make that defensive line think twice about running or, or going for the passer. I uh, did want to get your thoughts on Taylor Bertolet. He missed one earlier in the game from a lot shorter. But I, all things considered, we know how difficult it is to kick at that stadium, that 55-yard field goal to tie it with no time left. I just wanted to get your, your perspective on, on that kick into the wind. I was just like everybody else. Whoa, what a great <laughs> kick. You can't believe that man can kick the ball that well. No, it was a great kick. And, and – uh, you got to give them all the accolades in the world to make a kick in that situation. Well said. Coach Sal, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it as always. Yeah, it's great to be with you, Louie. Talk to you again. All right, my thanks to Coach Sal for joining me, and my thanks to you for tuning in. Really do appreciate it. Uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter at B underscore TV. Follow the Ticats while you're there at Ticats. And wherever you got this podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Buzzsprout, uh, just hit that subscribe button. So you never have to miss an episode. Uh, Ty Cats today is every Monday to Friday. A brand new episode of Coach O Show dropped today. 
on the Ticats Audio Network as well. So thanks for checking us out. As mentioned, subscribe so you never miss an episode. Appreciate it. Uh, for the Ticats Audio Network, I'm Louis B. Hoping you have a great day. Ticats Today with Louis B. Subscribe, like, and get your Ticats fix every weekday.